Hello and welcome. My name's Devin. And I'm Darren. And this is 10 Minute Tabletop News, where we give you the biggest three stories from this week in tabletop RPGs in 10 minutes or less, so you can get back to building characters, stacking dice, and playing the game. Let's let's start off with one of your favorite things, mm-hmm. X-Men. Yes, X-Men, if you guys don't know, is my one and my first true love that got me into all things nerd culture. And I think that's the same for a lot of people as their entry point into all things nerdy. X-Men is probably one of the best properties that uh, yes. is part of the, of, of Marvel and, and their studios. But um, we already know that the uh, uh, the multiverse, Marvel's multiverse uh, game, oh God, what, what is it called? Gee, many crickets. Um, uh, it's called uh, Marvel Multiverse Role-Playing Game. Wow, that's a mouthful. Um, well, they've announced their first expansion, which is the X-Men expansion. Mm-hmm. And this is in, the reason why this is interesting is the game has not yet been released. Yeah. The core game <laughs> is still in playtesting. Yeah, and they're already just like, okay, X-Men people, don't worry. There is going to be an X-Men part of this. And I think there is a reason to that. And I think because maybe in establishing some credit or maybe some excitement for this game, tapping into the franchise that will lend itself best to a tabletop RPG, because the way that this tabletop RPG is going to work that's kind of different from other RPGs is instead of building a character, you are inhabiting a character that already exists, essentially creating a fan fiction. Yeah, yeah, this is the... The two things that make um, the Marvel, Marvel Multiverse game really interesting is one, you're not making character. I think they have rules on to make a unique character, yeah. but a lot of people I think will be flocking to this, which is different from many tabletop RPGs, where you're gonna be playing a set character. Yeah. So I'm gonna be Iron Man, and you get to live out your Iron Man fantasy, or you get to live out your Spider-Man fantasy and make mm-hmm. decisions. And what's interesting is that when you have a tabletop RPG where you have uh, cultural touchstones to pull from, mm-hmm. think about how many people make D&D characters that is like, you just built Batman. Oh, 100%. Right? The amount of people who are like, I'm just Storm. I made yeah. Storm. That's I people, wanted to be a Storm source. <laughs> but people have stuff to pull from to like emulate these characters. And I think that's what's going to make successful. Yeah, well, I mean, the nature of comics is it's already about like fan fiction itself. Uh, comics, when they are taken on by several different writers, they go in many different ways. People don't really die. They just kind of like reinvent themselves in all these different ways. And then people get attached to like what the crux of this character is. Everyone thinks they know mm-hmm. who this character really is. And now for the first time, instead of writing out a whole fan fiction, <laughs> you get to play out your fan fiction dreams. And you're like, I know who Cyclops is. Okay. Yeah. And if I'm Cyclops, <laughs> this is exactly what he would do. And if you thought the Forgotten Realms had <laughs> thick lore, just think about this. Now, the other the other part that really, uh, I believe that Marvel Studios, all of Marvel is owned by Disney. The, the yeah. comic book sector, all of it. But what's really interesting here is Disney's also uh, got into the trading card market with um, uh, Lorcana, which mm-hmm. is their card game, which everyone says is going to be the next big thing to go up against Magic the Gathering. Yeah. Now they have a tabletop role-playing uh, game that they're entering the market with that they're on. Because usually you see like companies like Modifius, Hunters Entertainment that are licensing, um, or not Hunters, but there's a few others that license big IPs and create tabletop games for them. Yeah. We are seeing Marvel and Disney creating their own product entering the market. So we now actually do have someone that will be competing on the same level as Wizards of the Coast. 
Well, this is kind of par for the course, as always, right? The larger IP, like the larger studios, the big bucks, they're always going to kind of step in and have the money to fund things from the ground up when something is starting to grow in popularity. So I think, you know, well, you're never going to get away from the Disney's, the Star Wars and the Marvel's creating their own version of something popular. I I do think it speaks well for the tabletop RPG community is that this is what Marvel is setting its sights on. So it's like if you are entering or if you're already in the tabletop RPG community, you're in a good spot. Right. You're in a good spot. <laughs> uh, moving on to our second story, Wizards of the Coast, they had their earnings call from mm-hmm. Q4 2022, and everything's fine. Oh, yeah, uh, okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, now, here's the thing. Uh, an earnings call, yeah. they, you can't lie in an earnings call. Right. So, like, the, you know, um, the results of what happened in that uh, Q4 all the way up to the end of December, yeah. um, saying that, like, you know, I think profits fell 17%, um, but that's kind of what they, they said was going to happen because right. they overplanned in the toy sector, mm-hmm. but they're not worried about it. They're going into 2023. They're going to be conservative, but they still think that they're going to ramp up on every property. Yeah, but it also it also does think, seem like they're go, they're talking about more of the short-term profits too because they did mention like the success of Magic the Gathering, which, you know, as we talked about last week, it's like, yes, they ramped up the sales of Magic the Gathering, but how that will actually play out long-term by like padding it super yeah. hard right now is yet to be seen. So, and I mean, yeah, it, it, when a company is making that much money, they... I guess it could be a drop in the bucket. I guess. Well, you, you, uh, you know, they were they they did speak about the D yeah. Beyond cancellations. Yeah. Um, they said it was relatively minor. Mm-hmm. Um, so it didn't seem like it uh, it hurt too much. Um, and the fact that this is the case and they're going back in the OGL, you know, you you'd want to think that they mm-hmm. are really thinking about like their goodwill that yeah. they made that decision, not just bottom line. But you know, <clears throat> we'll obviously see. Um, <laughs> But they do say that there's been huge growth in D&D Beyond in that quarter, regardless yeah. of, of how many people canceled. And so that was probably before the OGL crisis. Yeah. Well, I don't. <laughs> so funny. We have like this tenant in time of tabletop. Oh, remember the OGL crisis? Like- <laughs> I remember where I was when the OGL crisis happened. But I don't, yeah. I mean, I think we talked about this in previous episodes. Like, I don't think that's... The- the success of D&D is going anywhere. I think they just need to be smart on how their goodwill is being seen by their audience as a space continues to grow, as Marvel steps in. Right? As Marvel. Another billion dollar baby coming in. Lorcana isn't Marvel, but that's Disney. But Marvel is Disney. Yeah. Um, And so, I mean, you you got the biggest franchise, one of the biggest franchises in the world, doing tabletop. And our third story. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Alice is missing the expansion yeah. absolutely annihilated on Kickstarter. What, how, 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 how long did it take to get funded? Uh, what was it? 13 minutes? 13, 13 yeah. minutes. Um, that's crazy. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, so congratulations to them. But we we spoke about this before. Mm-hmm. Alice is missing is getting its own TV show from Amazon. Right. Um, or maybe it's a movie. I forget. But the, the, the option of the rights for that. Um, that was huge news in tabletop because this is an original IP mm-hmm. that's making the jump to um, you know television and movies. Yeah, and that their expansion is more successful than their original one. So they I are growing so, yeah. as an IP, and their strength in their IP, and the fact that it can stand on its own, and that it's creating its success by itself and mm-hmm. not from some external publisher. And a lot of its success is coming from the fact that this is probably one of the most innovative tabletop RPGs out there. Mm-hmm. Usually tabletop RPGs, you're making unique characters, you're usually in some different kind of setting. Yeah, This is all very grounded in reality, and the idea that we're seeing tabletop RPGs find new ways to be immersive and they're not um, like so setting specific. I mean, this yeah. takes place in our world, right? right? Or like something that is modern day. 
Yeah, as far as like tabletop RPG goes, I think it has probably one of the easiest entry points. It doesn't have this like you don't need prior fantasy or prior knowledge of like fantasy mm -hmm. or lore or anything like that or anything that might just deter you if maybe fantasy is not your thing. Like yeah. this takes place in the real world. It's 90 minutes long. There's a guide. Um, you're doing it through text. So, you know, if you're a little shy with role playing and you just kind of want to hide behind maybe. Yeah, there's <laughs> no funny voices. Yeah, in you this. just kind of any it's truly something that anyone can play. Play, and obviously a lot of people are a huge fan of and I think it's only going to continue to grow and there's something to be said about like how emotionally visceral this game is mm, that yeah. like when people play it they also want other people to experience like the uh, same yeah, thing they yeah, did yeah. so that's probably like the stickiness to it is I've never met anyone that has run this game that didn't say I want to run this game for everyone yeah it's, um, it's a, an inherently shared experience right. that wants to be shared after it's experienced. So if a game like, it's important that mm -hmm. a game like this is having a really successful expansion yeah. because it is, um, this game doesn't, you know, if you say, hey, do you want to play Dungeons and Dragons? Like that comes with so much um, yeah. like thought behind it, do right? 700 hours of homework. <laughs> also, everyone knows these books are thick, but this is yeah. a, a, a so different from anything else in tabletop because there's no um, settings. It's not sci-fi, it's not horror. It is this real story of a real thing yeah. um, and they're telling it really thoughtfully Yeah. and they're pulling people into that. And so I feel this is going to like expand how we ex approach tabletop RPGs. Yeah, and, and maybe expand on how we approach games as a whole, you know, yeah. especially things like game nights. You think game night, you think board games, but with games like this, maybe that'll change. Right? Yeah. Goodness. <laughs> you you uh. just like saw, got a vision for the future. <laughs> You're like, yes. Um, hey, uh, that's our news. I'm Devin. I'm Darren. And this is 10 Minute Tabletop News, where we talk about the three biggest stories from the past week in tabletop. If you enjoyed this and you want to support the show, head over to our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Total Party Chill. Thank you so much. We'll see you next time.